Cameron, is there any doubt in your mind whatsoever that Arrested Development isn't the funniest sitcom on TV? Well, I I will say I haven't watched all of the sitcoms ever. You know what I mean? So like, who has? So like, I I've I guess I'm kind of biased. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely it's it's for sure the funniest. Well, at I, least I mean, the original, so like the first three seasons. Yeah, right? the, fir- the yeah the first. Um, what is that? Like three, and then four and five were the Netflix ones. So yeah, the first three seasons. Yeah, they're just they're unmatched. They're they really are. They're so funny. I haven't you see I haven't really gotten into Always Sunny, and I haven't gotten into. Um, um, curb, curb your enthusiasm, which I hear are mm. really good. Um, yeah. And to be fair, I'm not like a sitcom connoisseur or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't, I haven't watched Friends. I haven't, you know, I hated Parks and Rec. So like, I guess I don't know. People can shame me or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's it it really is. I will watch. I, I watch. I, I just put it on every now and then in the background, and it's just like. Every time I do, I end up like sitting there for way longer than I intended. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean all so this funny. all this time inside. Like I've just been. I started watching it again because I was like, I think I just need a good chuckle. And I started <laughs> somewhere in the middle of season one for no apparent reason, and it instantly had me laughing. It's just so absurd. It was so it absurd. Really is, there was yeah. there was like this uh, gag with. Um, it was like Michael's son, George Michael, is like trying to figure out how to work the TV. But for some reason, there's like a direct feed to Michael's dad's prison. And he's like trying to turn off the TV. But the prison inmates are like looking at him and they're like, come here, little kid or something like that. And it's it's just it, it's so it's so ridiculous. And I was like, man, more people should give this show credit. I just I feel like it's. It's like the runt of sitcoms. Not it, a lot of people yeah, care is. too much about it. I, I love the the gag where um, the house is always falling apart. So like they'll close something and something will fall off in a different yeah. room. It's just the it's so funny. Um, yeah, it is they, funny. I haven't watched like a ton of Seinfeld. I have watched yeah, a lot yeah. of Friends. Um, Cameron and I both like The Office a lot. Yeah. I'm split on Parks and Rec. I don't think it's terrible, but I I don't think it's overly excellent. I guess. Yeah, um, I have been watching New Girl with my brother, mm. um, which is all right. I guess mm. it's it's all right, but I think it's more funny than I expected it to be. Yeah, um, which is kind of cool. So yeah, me and Kiana have been watching The Hunters. We we finished season one of that. It was pretty good. It was interesting. Um, have you then, watched Mine Hunter? Yeah, Mine Hunter is great. It's fantastic. Oh, I thought you were talking about that for a second. No, 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 no. Um, The Hunters on Amazon Prime. And then um, we started Bosch actually, which is really it's a it's a really good show. Um, like kind of just like a um, no frills, nitty gritty detective show. It's, it's mm. good. I mean, it's it's like it kind of gives you that. Um, well, so like the first season came out in 2014, so it kind of still has the the vibe of like early um, golden age TV, you know. Where it's oh, like, okay. um, it's like episodes that are kind of, um, that are all very plot driven in like one, you know, particular direction, yeah, uh, yeah. but really based on characters and like, that's, that's kind of the main focus. Um, and 
yeah and and so it's 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 definitely interesting i i i've been we've been enjoying that so far um i don't know do you watch how much tv have you been watching more than i ever have i guess really just because i've been inside and you know because it's like around six seven o'clock i don't want to work anymore on my computer Mm. so i'll probably start playing video games sometimes even earlier than that uh just around dinner time yeah. and then when like 10 o'clock rolls around i'm like geez i don't i don't want to play any more video games or i'm upset at the game i'm playing and then i'll just sit around for the last hour or two before midnight hang out with my brother because we both are at home right now yeah and we'll watch something we've been watching clone wars um but he's usually watching new girl when i when i come and sit down so i'll let him finish an episode so i've just been getting pieces of that and um yeah, we've been watching Clone Wars, which is partly inspiring a second part to an episode we've done before, which is the topic for today. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really need to segue because I kind of just did. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something. My name is Isaac. I'm Cameron. And today's episode is about if Disney can save Star Wars part two. Boy, are we milking a topic, Cameron. <laughs> Well, the truth is, is that Star Wars is like one of those massive pop culture iconic series that I think it's fun to just reminisce and talk about. I I, I personally have friends that will ask me about Star Wars related things when I see them and we're catching up. They're like, oh, did you see um, that new Star Wars thing and how it explains some random... I'm like, dude, I don't... I, I am a fan, but I don't care that much about it. You know, like, and yeah. just the minute, there's like this, this cult following and... and Cameron and I thought it might be timely in a, in a moment where we're all sitting inside, hopefully staying safe. We are hoping that all of you are staying safe and that you're well. Um, during this time where we can all sit around and watch things, like we thought, hey, let's kind of recommend or, or even talk about some TV series or movies that you might be watching currently. So, yeah. And Star Wars is one of those things. I mean, yeah, I think... I mean, we do love it. It's it's like we we are we are large fans of Star Wars. Here, here's my here's my big issue, um, and it's something that I think is almost irreversible. Um, I, I think it's like it's like incapable of being fixed at the moment. Um, with with like future iterations of of sort of the Star Wars universe, um, I think maybe the 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 things that kind of made um, the original Star Wars compelling was like, was like there were, I guess, clearly defined rules. You know what I mean? Um, there were some like there was like a structure in place of, of like, um, you know, the Empire. This is you know this is how they're set up. The the rebellion. This is how they're set up. You know, this is kind of the for and and the Force was sort of this like almost intangible. Um, I guess. Uh, it was something that was like um, that you could tap into if you really tried hard, you know, that, that you could like really um, that could change things in a significant way, but only if you, if you like gave it effort and only if you, if you sort of like, um, like met it on, on its own level. And it seems like all of that has kind of been done away with insert in it and and it's been replaced with sort of like similar aesthetics similar um sort of i don't want to say like rules or like just like it it's it's been 
that sort of like structure has has really been left out to dry i guess just in service of like having maintaining a similar aesthetic to the original star wars and and my my concern is like you you go back before the prequels there was like a ton of books and comics and like there's there's a ton of like extra stuff and all of that felt like it was expanding the the universe and and that it was like it was like down to business and it was like oh we're kind of we're exploring the um you know the the underbelly of of this planet or like we're you know we're revealing like what the bounty hunters do and what the you know sort of like what their role is um and and it all feels i don't want to say like cheapened or anything but but it all just feels like it's um that's been like thrown out the window you know what i mean Um, well i think it's important what you're saying about like the foundations of how star wars started and because it took off in such a massive way and probably had big dollar signs behind the franchise right they want to expand it they want to milk it right they want to get the most that they can out of star wars but i think those core fundamentals once they're shifted there becomes like unease amongst the fan base and that fan base is an aging fan base, right? Like Star Wars is yeah. older now. So suddenly there's a generation which Cameron and I almost sort of come from where it's like we grew up around the prequels and there's this strange appreciation for the prequels now that the new franchise is out. And I have no doubt that the new uh, end of the Skywalker saga or whatever, those three movies that would be The Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, and... Um, Last Jedi, sorry, I said I'm out of order. Uh, they're going to have a generation that grows up. I mean, I see it with my little cousin um, who absolutely loved the new Star Wars movies, right? Mm. Like, for him, yeah. he's like, this is the most exciting thing ever. Like, all the reveals and twists and turns in, in those three movies are going to be so important to him and how he views Star Wars, right? right? And there's no doubt that there will be probably another set of films that breeds this love for the franchise and you'll have these three sectors that fell in love with Star Wars at completely different times, right? Yeah. And it will just be constantly shifting because those core foundations that you and I fell in love with, which were from the original three Star Wars films, were foundational to those first three Star Wars films. Mm. Whereas the foundations had already been ripped out for the prequels. I don't even... Like, it's it's hard to even see a hero's journey in those episodes one, two, and three. Yeah, right? no, I mean, which, not really, yeah which the originals held very closely, right? And then these um the the new the new story, I get the Force Awakens story suddenly pulls ounces of those original trilogy foundations in the first film, right? But kind of butchers it in the landing because they wanted it to be different than the first 3 films, right? And so I think we're, as like people who love Star Wars, there's like this break between fan groups and how they're brought into the series. And it leaves like this, like this unrest or this like intensity Mm. amongst, amongst the fan base. Yeah. We're going to keep talking about it, Cameron. I kind of like how you jumped into it because before we started recording, Cameron was like, are we going to talk about Star Wars again? <laughs> Are you serious? And 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 like as soon as I introduce the show, he's like, "Let me just get into it." This is like obviously this is important to us. If you're sick of us hearing about Star Wars, we're sorry. Um, you know, we just 
it's it's something that I want like it's relevant to me because I've actually been watching the Clone Wars and I want to talk about that here in a second. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously I think we're jumping straight into it. We don't we don't want to waste a minute. I do want to throw in quickly because Cameron, you got started so quick. Uh, <laughs> if you do enjoy the show or the podcast, check us out <laughs> at uh, Patreon.com/slash/ECFSPodcast. Um, throw a couple dollars our way. We know times are tough. Uh, if you can't afford it. Uh, or if you just want to keep listening for free, we appreciate you no matter what. Tell friends and family. That's how the show grows. Um, honestly, we just appreciate you guys for listening one bit, and we hope you're doing well. I know I've already said that, but seriously, stay safe, wash your hands, stay inside, and uh, find some good stuff to watch, like Star Wars. Um, talking about this topic, you know, we, we've reviewed Rise of Skywalker. We talked about what we thought Rise of Skywalker would do in our first part of Can Disney Save Star Wars, right? Um, and how they kind of butchered that. I guess, you know, to recap, Cameron and I thought that the final film in that new trilogy should slow down, focus on the characters and the hero's journey, sort of like the first Force Awakens did, but maybe in a new light and a new plot. And they did the opposite. They went breakneck, full speed, We've talked about our review of it. Um, I have not watched. Yeah, I have not watched it a second time. Um, Cameron really hated the Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was a funny trash fire, um, <laughs> which you know I don't know. I like. I honestly was chuckling the whole time, and I do love Ian McDermott as the Emperor. I, I will not lie. I think he's fantastic. Um, but. Yeah, so so now we're left in this limbo because they've uh, essentially closed off any chance of uh, anything Skywalker-related being over unless they're going to do a young Luke Skywalker farmer movie or something stupid <laughs> like that. Um, oh, you would know, that just be the worst? <laughs> yeah, if they recast Luke Skywalker. I think I think the saddest part about that, that new trilogy is that we had the original cast available from the beginning... And they seem to be underutilized or or failed to be put in positions where the fans of the old uh, trilogy or the original trilogy uh, didn't didn't get like the service they wanted. I think a lot of people wanted the passing of the torch, and there was uh, elements of that throughout the new Disney trilogy, but none of it felt satisfying, I guess. And yeah. it was almost like the Rise of Skywalker attempted to retcon all of that by having Harrison Ford come on a Skype call and filming his body uh, for one appearance and then having Luke with a really strange wig uh, show up and talk about the Force in a positive manner versus being a grumpy old man, which I didn't mind in The Last Jedi. I thought that was a fun part. But I think, like, it all hones back to, like, what Cameron was talking about at the beginning. There was a foundation that a fan fell in love with whether it was with the prequels, the original trilogy, or, I mean, we don't really know how the fans of the new um, trilogy are landing. Because for me, at least, I, I see a lot of those fans still growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, because that has no definable foundation that are shifting, we're left to, like, this Star Wars feeling, right? That is, like, somehow consistent. And so I started watching the prequels... Again, I, I watched episode two, and I think one of the things that remains undeniable for all Star Wars films is like this incredible LucasArts art production, right? It's constant. Um, because LucasArts is, is now becoming a production company that's been around for a while, 
they I think they value the art direction in these movies. Even you can see it in like the shows like The Mandalorian. They the end credits of every Mandalorian, which I think is great, is like the art direction, like the art uh, draws drops uh, while the credits are playing, which I mm, think is so cool because you see yeah. like scene for scene what happened during those episodes, and then like scene for scene you're seeing them drawn out in the credits because it's like they planned they knew, they had a vision behind it yeah. I think Star Wars stands strong in like in that art directive uh stat or uh, like quota or whatever like, I don't know yeah how like it, the visual sort of like the visual fidelity of Star Wars is always I mean it's always great and it, and it always has been great but um yeah I mean for me the the issue is just that there's like there, I, I don't know. There seems, there seems to be something like soulless about the the world um, that they're building, and, and it's not even just these um, these movies necessarily. Like it's everyone since uh, since the original trilogy basically has kind of created a an almost like soulless, um, um, like. The, I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel like it doesn't have the same energy um, that the that the original trilogy does. I don't think. And like, mm. and and they're they're different. They're even different. So like the prequels are soulless in that like, um, they're just cold and like really they don't. <laughs> I don't know. They they're they're cold and they kind of um um they have like this weird like plasticky sheen to them and they there doesn't there doesn't seem to be like a lot of substance and a lot of that has to do with like the writing of of the prequel trilogy is just like really bad um but even then like underneath that all when you when you scrape down a little bit there there is kind of an interesting um story or what could be an interesting story down there right you know um the and sort I of think- battle of of the um you know the battle of the the sort of republic versus the dictatorial you know person who's trying to come up it totally botched to be to be fair you know totally completely botched but um you know there's something there's a nugget of like expanding the universe there i i don't get that with with the new ones though you know what i mean like i don't get Mm. the sort of expanding of of the universe everything in Everything in sort of like, like what you see seems to either be just for the set, or just for like, we oh you know this is what Star Wars looks like, and it doesn't seem to be like, um, expanding my knowledge or like expanding what the what the what the universe actually feels like and what the universe actually like represents. You know what I mean? It's like it's like copying the aesthetic of it without without understanding what actually made the originals tick you know what i mean like like yeah you, you think about you think about the Jabba's palace sequence right or maybe you, you don't even have to go that far but but let's let's go with the Jabba's palace sequence there is like i don't know there, there's there's a really interesting um like character and fleshed out uh, feeling to that sequence you know you've got this you've got this basically like drug lord who you know has his own you know palace in the middle of the desert you know there's a bunch of bounty hunters and he's got singers and and a 
and a crazy, you know, uh, monster under the cage with a guy who, you know, the pet master and like, and like, there's just like, there's like a ton of like color in that world building. Um, and I just don't like Maz Kanata's little, you know, shop and town. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that. You know, I don't yeah. get the same, I don't get the same sort of like experience. I will say, Cameron, that I think you're onto something because at least when we're rewatching the prequels, every location, uh, and this goes along with the art direction, sticks out. It stands out. It pops. There's there's like a level of character, even though it's soulless. Like at least the art direction carries that character forward. You know, looking at uh, right. like I had mentioned before we started recording, like Camino has so much strangeness to it you get like this weird feeling with what's going on and and whether that's intentional or or not i think that the art direction drives that 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 noticeable uh area and if you think about like the new the new trilogy you're trying to think of those iconic areas from it Mm. the one thing that i see from the force awakens is the destroyed ATAT in the sand. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, yeah. I think that is such a cool uh, visual, but it's not something that's like brand new. I guess, like, maybe a war torn planet like Jakku that has these huge star destroyers crash in the sand. Like, that is a cool environment yeah. that has character that there's like a lifeness to it. But the rest of the, the, the areas for that movie, they don't stick with you as much, right? And even the Rise of Skywalker, I think that the salt planet is cool, but there's literally no one on that planet. There's nothing going on, right? right Except right, for the people who show up and leave. Like, what's up with that planet? We don't yeah. know, right? There's ice dogs. I don't know why there's ice dogs, but they're there. That's the only thing you know about that planet, right? Yeah, and even uh, like, sorry, but go, I, but go. I think I think I think the planet that Luke Skywalker's on has that element um, that you know you might you might have forgot about because there is like. The island, it's strange because that planet is an island. Like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of weird, right? It's like but Super all Mario get, Galaxy. Yeah, all you get is that glimpse of, like, there's these weird village people, the porgs, and those things that squirt milk out, <laughs> and the fish. Like, I don't know. Like Yeah, yeah, that has, like, it, it, does, it does have a certain sense of, you know, it, even though it's weird, it has a certain sense of, like, character to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you think about, you think about um, the rise of Skywalker, or actually no, even even both of them. I, I guess all three of them. Um, they have this problem where it's like, what is what is the first order like trying to do? You know what I mean? Like what are yeah, they, what is their yeah. goal? Like the Empire, you you had a you you didn't necessarily know their goal, but they were hegemonic. You know what I mean? Like the empire was the ruling power basically. And you understood yeah. that. You didn't have to you didn't have to be that didn't have to be explained. You know, there was a the, you, you you understood that like oh, you know, these guys are are sort of like the crushing um empirical power and they're they're this, you know, I guess this this just like completely dominant force. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um the first order, I mean what what is their goal other than to seemingly just to fight um the, the the resistance or whatever 
Like this is what I yeah, mean by yeah, like yeah. it's aping it's aping the visuals and the sort of iconography of Star Wars, but without any real purpose or with any meaning behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you there. Um, I think you're you're very on point, and I would say that even the prequels fall to that. Besides the fact that it almost seems like the prequels are trying to be a period piece. Um, like there is a protagonist and an antagonist that uh, you don't really stand behind either, you know? Mm. So it almost feels like you're just witnessing the historic events of the fall of a government, which is not overly well portrayed. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But also the issue is like, you don't really understand how anything works. Yeah. There's this intergalactic Senate, but then, you know, at the same time you're like, um, you're like okay so there's a senate and then you know there's a trade federation and the trade federation is blockading a member of the senate and it's just like so convoluted and even though like it's interesting it's cool i kind of i i almost would like i i hesitate even to say this but like i would almost kind of wish they they like leaned into the politics of it and like tried to say like this is the story because that's like really the most interesting part of the of the prequels, you know what I and mean? And this is what's fascinating me because um, the Clone Wars is doing something that I had wished they had done for a long time, which it seem, it at least seems that this is where they're going. And we, the last two episodes have not aired, so I can't speak to what actually happens through the final season on Disney+. Plus. The Clone Wars is actually retconning episode three, which is crazy. Um, yes, like the, the plot has actually, episode three has begun in the show, which Hmm. is just, I'm like, what, how is this happening right now? Like they're fighting on this, but it's changing the plot. No, it's not. It's not changing it. It's just following a different storyline. that's happening the same time. You don't mean that it's retconning it though. My bad. My bad. It's, it's like, well, but it kind of is because the characters that are written in Clone Wars are just way better. Like they're just Mm. way more fleshed out. Right. Like, you actually get this tension in Clone Wars between a government power and, like, there's, like, this politic, there's, like, these politics behind it, and then this astute religious organization that is almost, um, pat, like, it's like the, the government is, like, patting them on the back. Like, these are good members of society, but they're just religious freaks, you yeah. know? Like, there's, yeah. like, this weird connection between the two, and... And if I know a lot of people are like, well, the Clone Wars is a kid show. And I know I've said this before on, on the show, but my brother and I just watched this four episode series in season five where a clone, they basically explain why Order 66 works, mm. right? And they say that there is like this chip in the clone's brains that's like a uh, a clump of, it's like, a, it's like a, um, a cell chip. They explain it that it's like, this thing that that triggers they have to like follow their command right or something like yeah, that yeah yeah and the way they t- they explain this is that a clone like i couldn't believe it. i didn't i completely did not remember this plot but a clone basically loses it and his chip goes off early mm. and he shoots a jedi in the head in the middle of combat which i'm like what is this like this is such a cool plot right yeah, yeah. so everybody's trying to figure out what's wrong with this guy and he's constantly like he's like 
losing his mind. He's saying like, good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders. He's like, he's just, he's losing it. And he's a clone that you've known throughout all five seasons too, right, which right, is even right. cooler. So there's another one of his friends that throughout these four episodes unveils, or he unveils that there is a political scandal to control the clones and they've been programmed mm. to kill the Jedi whenever the Galactic Senate wants, right? Yeah. And he, he, this clone figures it out. He cuts the chip out of his own head as evidence. And then he's running through the streets of Coruscant like a crazy person saying, I've unveiled the biggest conspiracy in all of the galaxy. Mm. And he ends up getting cornered and shot in a corner with Anakin there. And, the, and nobody believes him, right? Right, and I'm like, right, right. that is so like, like that's like the Star Wars that I think George Lucas wanted out of the prequels, right? right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like this, this cool mixture of like politics, religion, like uh, war happening at the same time. But he could, he didn't capture it. And what I love about what Dave Filoni does with the Clone Wars is that he puts George Lucas's name at the front. Apparently, they're very close. Every single episode ends with saying created by George Lucas in huge text, Yeah, which I don't remember any of that in the new trilogy. No, no, um, no, no, not of it. <laughs> and, and like every single episode, huge text, right? And so like the Clone Wars just has like this respect for the material that failed at right. launch, right? Like the prequels did not land well, but it's fleshing it out in a way that it should have have been given. And I just think that is a... A t- like a, a scary feat, right? For the team that's trying to make you like something that most people already dislike, you mm. know what I mean? And then actually succeeding on a level like one small... I'm, I'm just giving one example of four episodes that happen in one of the seasons. I will say that like some of the plots are terrible. It's still a kid's show in some regard. But a plot like that, it's like... I mean, wow, that I'm sounds, glad I... S- that sounds like really interesting and deep and like it f- sort of fleshes out the... Um, it fleshes fleshes out the um what you already know i guess i mean i mean like that's that's interesting that's like kind of the stuff that that i i'm looking for that i'm trying to see you know what i mean like like that's why i think i think these new films are um they're just not hitting the mark for me i guess um because they I don't think they have a very good sense of the rules of the universe. You know what I mean? They seem like they seem grafted on, don't you think? Well, the rules of the universe I think fall into like the storytelling side of stars, right? You need to set up a setting that the audience can understand, and if yeah. the audience doesn't understand the setting, you need a character that the audience understands to explain the setting like Luke Skywalker, right? Because yeah. most people didn't understand what was happening in Star Wars, but they understood where Luke was coming from, where he like he wanted to go on a journey and he goes on a journey and you kind of experience and learn about the world through his perspective, right? Um, I would say the new trilogy doesn't do that. I would say that the prequels don't do that either because yeah. they don't give you a protagonist to follow. At least the new trilogy tries to give you a group of protagonists to follow, but even they can't seem to explain what's happening around them right? because they're constantly bombarded or confused by uh, uh, things that constantly change like yeah it, it's it's very odd because you you look at something like the first order and then in the first movie the force awakens right they defeat the first order but they're back in the second movie and, and like what is the first order 
like what power does the first order have? I, d- I still don't really understand. It it never really made sense to me. I guess uh, like sure like they're they're pr- they're just proposed as sort of the um the empire replacement. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like and like I don't know if I want that. Like like I don't know. I I'm I'm not I'm not sure honestly what would make um what would make me more interested um in these movies. Maybe it would just be like a better understanding of like um how the political system works or like how maybe maybe if um you know the empire falling has created a vacuum and so there's like different very dangerous extremist factions or something like that i mean i don't know i'm i'm kind of just just well, making yeah. it up at this point but but like so cameron have you watched the mandalorian i guess is the question no i haven't so i think you should consider going to that before really consider like thinking about can disney actually bring it back right right right, right. i've been impressed with disney's final season of the clone wars besides four episodes that are absolute trash. I don't know why they're in there. There's just like these four filler episodes following a plot that's not relevant at all. And a lot of people have given them hate online, but it's like the first four were solid. And then these last four are like really good so far. Mm. Um, It's just sad because there's only four episodes and I don't think there's an ounce of possibility that there will be more Clone Wars episodes, especially if it's actually cutting into the storyline of episode three directly right yeah so the 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 thing that i enjoy about the mandalorian is that it forgets everything else that you kind of know about star wars Mm. um there are vague things that you'll recognize like stormtroopers or maybe a droid like an ig88 droid that you've seen before um but to, to its to its credit it kind of sets a foundation that you haven't really seen like there's like a right. there's a setting that you haven't really experienced which is like this this bounty collection cantina there's like a cantina where it's a front for collecting bounties right apparently i guess what they show in the show is that all cantinas are bounty collection points mm. which is i think have been, has been described but now that you see it in the show like they, they actually have these things where like we'll give you a puck you can go hunt this guy down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the world feels alive. Like I, I actually really think Cameron, you should watch it, especially if you have the time on your hands now. Yeah. Cause all the episodes are out. Um, but what they do is the creators of the show and Dave Filoni, who does the clone wars was on, he was part of the creative lead. And mm. I think that's why it shines is that they kind of are like, we're just going to focus on this one character for you to kind of take in everything from his eyes. It's very similar to the original trilogy and they don't rely on like the nostalgia card, which I don't mind the nostalgia card. The nostalgia card's fine. It can be overused, but it's like, it's still fun to recognize something, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the greatest thing that they held back from this um, Mandalorian show is that you don't see Boba Fett, right? Which everyone wanted to see Boba Fett, even though, I I don't know, like everyone wanted to see him. And he's supposed to be dead, first of all, but, you know, who cares? They always bring characters back from Star mm. Wars. Apparently, that's a new trend in Star Wars. Darth Maul's not dead. Um, I mean, yeah, but the, they did that in in the Clone Wars clone, originally, clone Wars, didn't they? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's not like... 
Well, like the, the I, emperor's it's annoying. not dead. I, I think or, it's I, guess, I think it's you know? annoying, but it's also like it's not like it has, there isn't precedent for it. Yeah. yeah, it's not that. Yeah, so yeah, but I I think that the Mandalorian can stand on its own. Right. And I think that's the Star Wars content that Disney needs to focus on is what's the content that can stand on its own, especially now that they've distanced themselves from like the Skywalker saga is done, right? Yeah. So how are how are how are you going to make content that is still Star Wars that can still tap into those three fan bases, original trilogy fan bases, prequel fan bases and new Star Wars fan bases? How can you pull elements from that but not be so heavily like sworn to just rolling in nostalgia? And I think that's been my favorite thing about Star Wars content now is the last three Star Wars things I've consumed is Jedi Fallen Order, which is on PlayStation, Xbox One, and um, PC. That game does the minimal touches of recognition. Yeah, You'll see yeah. like some Star Wars characters, but it just you, it follows its own story in a time period that you might know, but it's a time period that you don't really see in the films. Yeah. Right? It's between episodes three and four, and it just it nails it, right? It's like, we're just going to take this character, you're going to follow him, in his experience, you'll recognize things, but it's it's its own thing, but it's somehow still Star Wars. Like, I don't know how it is, but it is. Um, same thing with Mandalorian, and I don't think that Clone Wars stands on its own, but I would say that Clone Wars is for someone who's, like, really wanted to like the prequels more. I think, honestly, I think Clone Wars is for that prequel generation that grew up around it, right. honestly. Right. So, Yeah. I think that's how Disney is going to have to make this franchise continue to be profitable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they, maybe they don't have to make good stuff. They can just bank off the name. But there's a reason that a franchise like Star Trek, like Star Trek needed a facelift with J.J. Abrams. They tried to do the same thing with Star Wars. And I think it kind of landed the same way that <laughs> the Star Trek facelift landed, right? first one being really good the other two being meh or yeah. forgettable or disliked yeah. right so yeah no i i think that's i think that's true i i i guess i guess maybe i'm i'm sort of being um um i i guess maybe i'm just i'm being a little bit harsh to these uh movies I guess because because probably Rise of Skywalker has just left a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, even though I did, I mean, I do, I I do like things about um, uh, about the Last Jedi. I I don't think it's a terrible movie, um, and I did really like. Um, I I do still really like um, the Force Awakens. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good movie, um, but at the same time, I I I've. I guess I feel like all it's all like it's all for nothing and it kind of just it just like really fell f- flat for me. Uh, everything fell flat for me with this last movie. And maybe I need to give a chance give these other sort of Disney properties a chance. Um the thing is like as much as I say that and and I do mean it, like I I think I should probably watch The Mandalorian. I think I would like it. Um at the same time it's like They've had five movies already to right. win me over. You know what I mean? And, and I can already see it, Cameron. You're going to watch the beginning of Mandalorian and not enjoy it. Like, I can already feel it, you know? 
Because yeah, the mean, beginning of Mandalorian, I, it's doesn't, it's like, I'm sorry, like the beginning of Mandalorian is generic bounty hunter. Right. Is a generic bounty hunter as it can get. The first 20 minutes are as generic bounty hunter as it gets. Yeah. But as it goes on, you're like, oh, there's something here. There's something really cool. Right. Um, it just needed to establish the fact that he's a bounty hunter. And it's like, I got that. I don't need to watch that. I've watched Star Wars before, you know? Yeah, yeah. To its credit, though, right, it's still trying to make... It makes itself standalone, which I think is great, right? Like, I think that's what it needed to do. And, yeah, and so I, I really do recommend that you would check it out. I think... What's funny about The Rise of Skywalker and is a comparison that I wanted to make for this episode particularly is because I've watched the prequels, right? Recently. Episode 1 and 2 are boring and there's cool art direction. That's all I can say. But episode 3, episode 3 is a trash fire too. And I I, I didn't see the parallel at first after seeing uh, episode 9, but like you watch episode 3 and you watch an old man fight Yoda (laughs) like and and it's almost like i was like i kind of see why critics gave this movie a higher score than it deserved or they gave it higher scores than the other two yeah because it's like it's just so ridiculous like he's throwing these like you've seen this senate room for for two movies right and you're just sitting there like this looks cool but i i don't know like it's a it's a room it's there's some there's stuff you know and now you get to watch a chuckling evil man throw <laughs> these big domes at a small CGI Yoda and it's just like I, it's pretty entertaining like it's pretty entertaining you know and watching it's it's not good but it's like wow now there's like a genocide happening amongst you're like wow this is this is taking a turn you know like this is just ridiculous right yeah and yeah. that's how I felt about the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. where I'm just like wow they just blew up Chewbacca in a spaceship just kidding and I was like wow this is this is something I'm not gonna lie like it's pretty stupid like I there's a part in that movie where the characters are looking over a cliffside and there's oceans and there's this chunk of the star uh, the Death Star in the ocean right and they're like we can't go over there there's too many waves and then they look away for a second and then suddenly it's like Ray's on a boat riding the waves and i was like oh my gosh this is something dude this is just ridiculous yeah like to me that's why it was just as enjoyable as episode three because it's just like it's that trash fire star wars it doesn't know what it wants to be and like i can only imagine like sometimes i put myself in the shoes of like what if i had watched this and never watched any other star wars yeah, like what would this movie be? Like, like I, would, I would be like, this is this just absurdity. How do yeah. how do people like this? You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exa- I mean, exactly. That's what I felt so, like the whole time, though. I was like, none of this is making sense. I don't understand what anybody's doing. Where where is this going? Like, what? <laughs> like, but this is just like, a mess. I mean, it's a mess of a of a movie. It really is. But I think like episode three is the same. The yeah, only difference yeah. is that episode three, two horrible, boring movies came before it. And this trilogy had a strangely mixed and kind of bad, but you, I mean, you think it's good, right? I don't think The Last Jedi is that good. I, and I, like, also, I like a lot of parts of The Last Jedi. 
I mean, I think I'll agree I think you. overall there's there's some really bad. Uh, I've always said there's really bad stuff and there's really good stuff in that movie, you know. Yes. And it's just yes. it just it's it's hard to hold like it, I guess it gives most people like cognitive dissonance or, or or something like it just it's just it's hard to like to really hold that up um, and be like, oh, yeah, this is a good movie because there are some things that are you're just like, I hate this. I hate every moment of this. You know what I mean? Like there's there are some parts of that movie that are just so bad. Um, and there's a ton of parts of that movie that are that are like great, you know, that I'm like, yeah, this is this feels really fun. I, I enjoy the I enjoy the kind of quirkiness and weirdness of that movie. Um, but at the same time, there's so many just awful, awful parts, you know? Yeah. I think it reminds me of, um, or or what I'm thinking about is like, you know how the prequels came out and they were not that good and bloated and there was, they're just bad. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting for the new trilogy to get a super cut of like all three all together. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I bet you it would be pretty good. Right? Like, someone would just have to pick and choose the right moments mm, yeah. from those films. Like, I think that The Last Jedi could be an incredible middle portion of the story if it was just cut down and it wasn't... Like, that's the longest Star Wars movie. The yeah, Last Jedi yeah, is yeah. the longest Star Wars movie. And it doesn't need to be. Like, right. it really does not need to be the longest. There were so many yeah, parts in that film where you're like, oh, true. just let it be over, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, there. I think there's similarities across Star Wars, and and the, like this whole identity issue, right? That that's that I think is like the curse of Star Wars content. It, it stems from like those three fan bases we talked about in the beginning, um, and because the first three Star Wars films had such a strong identity seeing another trilogy with zero identity makes it more jarring, right? Mm, yeah. Especially for the people that really like the originals. Um, I think there are a few people that don't think the originals are the best. And, and if there are people that think they're not the best, I'm usually very skeptical <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, I don't know. It's hard because like, I, I don't know. I get frustrated with people who are like totally um uh th- like having some some alternate history about about the prequel trilogy about like well actually the prequel trilogy is really good and you know and compared to the new ones the prequels are are incredible and it's like no no that come on no that's, well yeah it's like <laughs> that's when's the last silliness. when's the last time you watched them too like i just yeah, sat exactly. through them again and i was like Oof. you know they're bad I, they're bad movies i mean I, I have a hard time taking anybody seriously who is like, oh, actually, you know. I will I will say that the, the, the rewriting of characters in the Clone Wars actually only makes the performances better in mm. the prequels, which I didn't even know was possible. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's, it's curious. Like, it's suddenly, like, a context that makes the prequels better. Right, um, right, right, right. But that's no excuse, right? <laughs> 
the movies are still pretty bad. Um, yeah. And I'm not recommending that you waste your quarantine hours watching the prequels. No, not at all. Absolutely. Unless you have this curiosity, like we, like I do, uh, to be like, how, how were those movies again? You know, like that's that's kind of where I where I walked in watching them. I so. don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be curious. All that curious about it, to be honest. Nevertheless, you know, I think I think Star Wars has to be has to cling to. Like this, this, this setting, the setting of the rules, right? Or like a setting of tone. And I think the Mandalorian nails that from the beginning, mm. right? Like you're following a bounty hunter in Star Wars and you don't get lost, you know, like you get it. Yeah. And if there's yeah. something that's not explained, it can be explained with your disbelief. You can suspend your disbelief right. for moments. Like they don't tell you everything that you need to know. But you can assume most things in it, right? right? Um, And it's like the little things in that show where they'll say like, like a guy will say, hey, I'll pay you for your bounty and credits. And then the Mandalorian's like, why? Only money. (laughs) No, no, no. He's like, like, why would you pay me in credits? Like Mm. the empire's fallen. Like, I don't want that money. Yeah, yeah. You know, I only want this money. And you're like, oh, that's right. Like the empire is, doesn't exist, right? Or the, the Republic. No, no, no. It takes place between uh, six and seven. The Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm. You see like these Nazi-esque generals hiding, mm. uh, which is great yeah. to see like the the, uh, the the old era of the Empire still grasping control. Because it's right. like, I guess outer rims of the galaxy are still under Imperial control, which one of the sections of the galaxy that the Mandalorian's hanging out at where the where this cantina is has stormtroopers patrolling and they have like mud all over their uniforms they're like beat up like they're holding on to their last ounces of funding um and uh yeah that's how the show takes off I re- like Cameron I think you'll really like it if you watch it it's cool all right yeah yeah so elements like that I think they they make they make Star Wars great when you understand kind of the backdrop. I think actually, you know, Rogue One and Solo had those elements to some degree. Yeah, I don't I think agree. they were flawless, but at least Rogue One, you're like, okay, I get it. She is a rebel at heart, which is stupid <laughs> and questionable. But like, at least you understand she wants to, you know, be a part of this movement, right? Yeah. And Solo, it's like. He gets indoctrinated into this crime syndicate, and he proves himself in it. But it, at least you're like, "Ooh, I kind of like this crime syndicate stuff, right?" Like it's it's interesting. No, yeah, and I and and the best parts of of Solo are the parts where you know the train robbery scene, and like you know the parts where where it's actually kind of fleshing out this this sort of. Oh my yeah, like my favorite part in that film is when they go up that elevator into the like rich crime mm. lounge area. Yeah, I'm like yeah. this is cool. This is really cool. Yeah. Though that's the best parts of the film. And I think the ending of Solo's great too. Um, with just like a crime standoff in an office. Like, yeah. This super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think I think the reason I've been excited about Star Wars 
like despite Rise of Skywalker being a trash fire, has been the execution of the things outside of the main films. Mm. Um, I do think Disney getting closing up the saga might have been their best move, even though it was Maybe, poorly yeah. executed, right? Because yeah. the talent that they have cares about Star Wars. Yeah. Like, like I just noticed them choosing talent first now, right? And I think they tried it with Ryan Johnson. It didn't work because he is a talented director. But like you look at people like Dave Filoni um, helping out with The Mandalorian and then them greenlighting a final season for The Clone Wars for him, mm. right? Yeah. And even, the, even like The Mandalorian had different directors for almost every episode or something or the directors got sets of episodes. So like Taika Waititi got the final two, which I think are some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like other branches of episodes aren't as good because maybe they're just testing out talent, right? They're like, who who can do what? Who can actually right. handle dealing with this? Like, I think that's that's smart of them. Even in the gaming sphere, right? With EA failing to make a good Star Wars game and then handing over the Star Wars license to a company like Respawn, which has made nothing but quality uh, over the last few years. I mean because they stem from the team that made the original Modern Warfare and then they did Titanfall and Apex was huge, right? Yeah. Their execution of a third-person story-driven Star Wars game was fantastic. It was way better than I expected it to be, especially in the time frame that they threw it together uh, where the team awkwardly announced that they were making a Star Wars game and they didn't really know much about it. Uh, It was like a two-year turnaround or something like that. Right, right, right. Which is wild. So I, I do think that Disney's onto something, whether they were involved in the the gaming side, right, or not. But it's like they need to hone in on the talent that loves Star Wars, right? Right. Um, I was just kind of blown away with how Dave Filoni constantly puts George Lucas's name at the end of every episode because it's like he loves the source material, right? Mm. He loves it maybe more than than the, it deserves to be loved, I guess. <laughs> Right? With the prequels. Sure, yeah. So that kind of talent is the talent that, like, needs to save Star Wars, right? And I hope that Disney would pursue that, right? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I I think... I don't know. Do you think there's hope uh, for for new Star Wars content? I'm... Honestly, at the moment... I'm pretty skeptical. I'm not sure that I am all that confident in the ability to kind of reinvigorate. Maybe it's just like my own personal problem to be, to be fair. Like maybe it's just the fact that like I have, um, I I don't want to say an issue, but like, I, I guess I, I'm kind of just, um, I have specific things that I that I love Star Wars for and if you don't like if you're not hitting those ticking those boxes like I kind of just become disinterested I guess um and there's kind of a maybe it's too specific you know there's like such a magic that that the original um trilogy captures that that has just never been captured again um that like I don't know it's possible that I'm I'm sort of uh, I'm sort of the issue here. You know what I mean? Um, mm. But like, I, I'm not, I'm not all that confident at the moment in, in sort of their ability to, 
to turn this around for me as a, from as a con- deep fan, you know? Yeah, yeah. From the content that's come out of Disney+, Plus, I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. I think I am not expecting much, which makes me happy to kind of see how they take it, you know? Right, right. If that makes... I hope that makes sense. Yeah, right. no, I... I yeah, I, I get what you mean. And that's probably <laughs> fair enough. Like, that's probably the best way to um, uh, to continue on being a fan is just, like, not um, not expecting too much, I guess. Not, not being um, too hung up on, like, what I think should be right. Well, but like I don't know. Inter- I expect... I, ex- I do expect certain things. And, uh, yeah, like, it's interesting for me because... A series like Marvel, right, which Disney has handled, was done so well, in my opinion, that it's like, oh, I'm done, you know? Mm. Like, I have no desire to go watch another Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Because it's wrapped up, it was so epic, and I was like, it's done. You know, like, so, I guess yeah. for people who want more, they're going to go watch more. Right. Um, and I'm sure they're going to reboot and drive it home, but I don't think I'm going to watch another Marvel movie and theaters probably for a long time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Star Wars, it's like, I'm still waiting for something to be like, wow, this mm. is like just as amazing as it once was when I first watched it. Right. And I've got tastes of that with episode seven. And I actually think like the Mandalorian for me was like, this is, this is mm. great. Like it doesn't need, <sighs> Like, I don't want to overhype The Mandalorian because I don't think it's it's as good as the original trilogy. That's not what I'm saying, right? Right, right, right. And, and, and Cameron, honestly, I don't think that you want the original trilogy again. You know, I think you're more creative than that, and I know that's no. not what you're trying to say. No, right? no, no. I, yeah. So, honestly, like, watch it. Watch The Mandalorian. Tell me what you think. It would give us... I know we'd do another Star Wars episode, but I think actually reviewing it might be good right. as a follow-up um, just because a lot of us are sitting inside watching TV and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, I think that kind of sums up our follow-up from can Disney save Star Wars stick to the talent, stick to those settings and structures of the world. Like, like lay the foundation enough so that we understand what's going on. Just like the original trilogy did. And I think that JJ Abrams nailed it in you know, the force awakens with some hiccups in that movie being like, I guess such a carbon copy. How could it not be though with a, with a solid comeback? Yeah. Um, it's just from there. It just, I don't know. It was off the rails. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I would say there's no use in, um, in aping the aesthetics and aping the sort of look of Star Wars and the iconography of Star Wars, it's not actually based on something that's like interesting and fleshed out, and like the world isn't isn't there. You know what I mean? Like the only the only thing that Star Wars, let's be honest, you know, Luke Skywalker isn't a great character. You know, the uh, the, there's I guess there's some character stuff, but like. Really, what you're interested in Star Wars for is like the world and the and the interesting dynamic of you know the the Force and you know sort of 
oh you know we're on a planet that's that's almost ungoverned by you know by the empire and you know there's there's just like there's just these things that you um there's these feelings that you that you get um so lay the foundation first i I like what you said like lay the foundation first then build up your characters and build everything on top of that and don't just try to you know make it look like it's star wars actually make it fleshed out you know yeah i think i know i keep bringing it up cameron you haven't watched it the reason i have hope is with the mandalorian because it starts with that small thing it's like this is a show about a bounty hunter yeah yes we got that but it only like is an upside down pyramid from there right it only expands from the beginning of the show outward and suddenly you get like this broader view of where the galaxy's at while seeing little snippets of other areas that you were like, oh, I never knew I wanted to see that. I never knew I wanted to see a space prison floating outside of a planet, right? Yeah. I, I, I guess that's a thing that exists, right? So, yeah, it's it's stuff like that where I'm like, oh, if they can do this again, they'll be great, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So... I'm skeptical, but I hope they win me back. I would, dude, I would love to see a full-length Star Wars film by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Have you seen the meme of the uh, speeder bike scout troopers? Mm, um, I don't know. Hanging it. Because that's his episode that he directed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can Do you mind if I spoil something really small? If it's small. <laughs> There's like this scene of like these two scout troopers like bickering and it is star wars but it's so funny like it's just so taika waititi right like these two guys being like oh my gosh this is like the worst shift ever like what are we even doing out here in the desert and it's like i love it you know like stuff like that is like i i hope that they just lay the foundation and hand it to talent to let them take it away right that's kind of like where i'm seeing it so hopefully disney does that um, if not, we'll get more trash fires to <laughs> laugh at. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts, Cameron? I think we pretty no, much. I think that's all. Being it like a dead horse until the next episode where we talk about Star Wars again, Woo! right? So Woo! much Star you know. Wars. Well, you have time to watch it now. So. I guess. Yeah. Anything has your else family you watched? Watch? I mean, has 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 your family watched The Mandalorian, Cameron? I think my both of my brothers have. Yeah. Oh, you should. Oh, too bad. Yeah. It's good. It's worth watching. All right. So, no, I have not been watching anything else. Uh, I actually just got Resident Evil 3 remake for mm. my dad for his birthday. Nice. So, I'll probably be checking that out. I really enjoyed the second one. I've heard mixed things about the third one. Yeah. We will see. Um, other than that, just playing a ton of Call of Duty Warzone. You should play Zoom or Doom. Sorry, Zoom. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have Doom, Cameron. You should get it. <laughs> It's sixty dollars. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I just paid sixty dollars for a birthday gift, so it's worth. Know, I gotta, I gotta be giving first, I guess. So yeah, I guess so. I um, dude, I almost wanted to somehow justify buying my dad Doom. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, oh, you know, Dad, I thought you'd like this game. I'm like, he would not. He doesn't want that. So yeah, it's funny, but anyways, yeah. Well, it's been good, guys. Again, stay safe. Um. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Patreon or any of it. Um, 
we were probably more available than usual. So probably that's right. Yeah. Uh, someone asked me, Cameron, if we ever check our email, <laughs> um, it was actually David. The answer is no, we don't check our Gmail. So probably DM on Instagram or Patreon is probably the best way yeah, to definitely. do it. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up folks. Uh, we hope you have a good one. Stay safe and watch some good Star Wars stuff. We'll see you next week. Everything Comes From Something is a fully fan-funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you. And a huge shout-out to our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. I know I've been saying that part for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, but seriously, you guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go. Remember, if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. Throw a couple dollars away. Get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits, if you're a Patreon, are done through Patreon. Patreon Messenger. Yes, you can just shoot us a message right there, and boom. We'll see it. We'll put it on air. Um, that's, that's how it works. Take advantage of those. Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know. I'm a broke college kid. I get it. You can just tell friends and family. Spread the word about the show. It's a little weird. It's a little quirky. It's a little different. Maybe someone, uh, some of the people or your friends will like it. And you can always give us a rating on iTunes. That seriously helps. Again, we thank you guys for all the support that you give us. We love you, and we will see you next week.